0: Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Simple. My name is Luis Sanchez. I'm the director of the Simple Church Collective and a host of the Keeping It Simple podcast.
1: And I'm Scott Callantine, co-host of the podcast and resident of the Simple Church Collective. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Let's get started.
0: Welcome back. So glad you guys are with us. Welcome to season three of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about discipleship, life in the microspace of the church, and leadership development. Our vision for this podcast is to create an equipping library of content for current and future micro church or simple church leaders, peppered with voices and practitioners from all over the world. Over the last two seasons, we've explored our vision, values, and gone into detail about what makes simple churches, well, churches. We've interviewed some pretty incredible practitioners and spent time talking about our discipleship pathway. We've talked about apest gifting we've talked about bivocational living and for more episodes on all this check out our previous seasons this season our primary focus will be equipping everyday people who want to make a difference by leading simple churches or micro churches right in their context how are we going to do this by covering topics that are relevant to these leaders and by interviewing people that are making a difference right now where god has them so welcome We're glad that you guys are going to join us. Make sure you stay connected too. Reach out to us and let us know what subjects we should cover that would help make you a better Simple Church leader.
1: This season, we are launching a Patreon subscription service. So if you're interested in supporting our work here on the podcast of Keeping It Simple, that you can do that. We're going to be rolling out some exclusive things such as bonus content and other things. Stay tuned for more information on that. If you'd like to support the Simple Church Collective broadly, feel free to give to that. That is tax deductible. And as Luis mentioned, if there are topics or there are questions that you would love us to wrestle through, to process, to talk about on the podcast, feel free to email us at media at simplechurchcollective.com or our names at simplechurchcollective.com. We'd love to dialogue with you. And the heartbeat of this season is going to be the everyday people on mission. Trying to follow the Lordship of Jesus. We're doing the thing. And so we're gonna have a lot of awesome guests this season. We've already got some lined up. We look forward for those episodes to come out later. Um thanks for joining us for this season. Season three is here. We're excited. How are you feeling, Luis?
0: Dude. Feeling really good. Today, I think is the second day of fall. So it's getting to be a little more crisp. Uh, but really looking forward to this season. Uh, what what are we nearing? Like fifty five episodes or something? Something I've, I've around I've lost there. track. I think yeah. it's over fifty though. Yep. So we're excited. Yep. Thanks so
1: we're, for for listening. For yep. listening to this.
0: When we started this, we said, man, our goal was going to be a, about a hundred episodes. So we're more than halfway there, at least. Um, and then we're, yeah. we're we're we'll see where the Lord takes us. But man, we'd love your support. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and we love for you to tell your friends about um our work here at Keeping It Simple. So man, let's just get this conversation started, dude. This year, this season, we're going to talk about the everyday person. Uh so in in what you um can think of, like who can do this thing of simple churches like, what's like the ideal person like? Do they have a degree? Like who can host a simple church? Who can host a micro church? Talk to me.
1: I'd say anybody could do this. Um I even think of you know, some people are like, oh, well, you maybe you got to be an adult at least. I don't <laughs> think so, honestly. Like, I think um, if you're a teenager, you could lead a simple church. If you're a young child leading other young children, I think you could lead a simple church. You probably need an adult there just to make sure things are safe. But, I mean, your son Noah, who is 10, right? He could be leading other 10-year-olds in a simple church, doing discovery Bible studies and talking about Jesus. He could be doing that. So, no, you don't need a degree. You don't need to go to Bible college. You don't need to go to seminary. Anyone that is is feeling the call of Jesus to launch this kind of work can do it. Now, there might be some benefits to going to school. Uh, I mean, I've gone through school. You've gone through school. I would advocate for further education. I think it would be helpful. I think there are some awesome things you get because you went through a school process that you didn't get. Outside of that, but man, anyone can do this work. It's not exclusive. It's actually very inclusive.
0: I would say, I would say, on a base level, you probably want people to be followers of Jesus, yeah, uh, yeah. to lead. But even like I've I've seen like and heard even like non-believers leading discovery Bible studies because they are They're enthralled seeking. by the scriptures, yeah. right? And anybody can lead a discovery Bible study. For us, the you know, and I think you, even for Jesus, I think too, like. You know, like he equips us along the way, right, and so like absolutely if if and I find that to be true myself, like like we haven't like cornered the market on this simple church thing, micro church thing, we're still learning, you know, um, and even though we have degrees and we've done it's like, yeah, they're helpful, but everyday people, and sometimes I feel like the degrees get in the way too, because you're like want it to look There's a way, certain there can way be way too much theory Yeah, sometimes. like, and it's like, man. For example, like I uh, had gone through an alpha uh, like training online or something like that, and and they said like the teachers, sorry, I, I know you're a teacher, but they're like they're the worst facilitators because they want to teach all the time. Uh-huh. So like we, we're not really looking for we're looking for people that will lead people to the water, right? And and then the Lord's gonna do let, the water. let them drink. Right, and yeah. so you're literally setting the table over and over and over again. Right? Uh,
1: quite L- honestly, literally, literally. Yeah. and
0: and then the Lord and 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 we're watching God work. So I agree with you, Scott. I think that you know most anyone can do this. I think on a base level, I think you probably want people to be believers, you know, but they could have like believed last week and yeah. then start moving and like you know. And I think the Lord equips us as we go. So it's not that the bar is low. I think the invitation is high. Yeah right? I think that that's that's the threshold. I think that Jesus is like, come and follow me. He equips him along the way and then he says, hey, like...
1: Jesus grabbed the fishermen, he grabbed the tax collectors, the religious zealots, you know, like there's a pretty wide range of guys, and he only grabbed 12, you know, and then there's some others that followed him, shout out to Mary Martha, but there's... I mean, there's a wide range of people that Jesus went after and that we're going after and that you know, you don't have to have degrees right. to be qualified to right. do this
0: work. Jesus, you know, we look at the pattern of Jesus' discipleship. Like, I do, uh, you watch, I do, you help, you do, I help, you do, I watch. And then after every single one of those, you know, Pete Skizzera talks about, and you debrief, and you debrief, and you debrief. And that was Jesus' model of discipleship, right? And you talk about what you just did. And so anyone can do this, be equipped along the way. You know, follow Jesus and in all earnest, like wanting to join the mission of Jesus is going to be the most fascinating thing. You know, doing yeah. that is going to be the most fascinating thing. So, so, here's a question then What are the qualities that a leader needs in order to launch uh, a simple church? I mean, what are some of the qualities you, that, that come to mind?
1: Well, you mentioned first being a believer. I think right. Pretty, pretty important <laughs> yeah. quality. Um, I think being adaptable. And being focused on other people, right? And being willing to, not, not only being willing, but being hospitable and opening your home through hospitality. Like I think the characteristic of hospitality might be the most important characteristic uh, because I think everything hinges on it. If you're not hospitable, I don't think you can really do this work. If you are, I think it opens up so many doors more doors than you could uh, anticipate and more connections, more relationships. Yeah. So I would say hospitality is, is a huge one. Um, being focused, like I said, on other people, being, being a genuine, compassionate, kind person. Yeah. And and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but sometimes as believers, we get bad raps for things. We, we stand on the soapboxes we pick. Yeah. Um, and we're, at times, lose our grace and compassion for people and for causes for the sake of another cause or another people. And so the people we may have ostracized, they don't want anything to do with us. And like that, that's not helpful. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and so, which I think, going back to the hospitality, I think the
0: hospitality kind of mitigates that possibility of happening. When I think about hospitality too, it's important to mention that, you know, Some people are like, well, I don't really have a space to host. I don't really have a space to entertain. I've I've been there. Right. And like, what do I do? You know, like Jesus, like the Bible essentially says Jesus was homeless, right? Like foxes have dens, right? Like, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Like Jesus was literally like couch surfing before couch surfing was a thing. Like, and Uh he was going around and, you know, and I can see Jesus is like champing, like one of those YouTubers that like just kind of goes around like, you know kind of out in the wilderness and but but literally jesus was didn't have a home and he was one of the most hospitable people ever because hospitality is a quality really of the heart right it's like are you welcoming people Mm. because it's all about welcoming right and are you welcoming the the people on the margins right are you Mm -hmm. welcoming people that jesus would invite think about the story of um of the banquet right like hey this guy wants to throw a banquet you know and and all everyone that he invited to the banquet, like those first tier people didn't show up. Right. Yeah, like yeah. everybody had excuses. Right. And then he tells a servant, like, now just go everywhere to the highways, to the byways, under the bridges, go like, yeah, like everyone. It, so and it's and and that shows the heart of hospitality that God has for mankind and womankind, you know, and he says now, be these kind of people, right? And so mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to have a huge gathering space. You don't necessarily need to have a huge home, right? But are you the kind of person that's a welcomer, really? When I think of a hospitality, yeah. are you a welcomer? And then can you support somebody else? Like maybe somebody else has a crib. Maybe somebody else has a home yeah. that they can host some stuff in. Like can you just greet you people at up? the door? Yeah, exactly. Like We, we had this conversation a, a couple of weeks ago with – um uh. A brother that's been in this space for quite some time, Hugh Halter, and, and he says, like, that threshold when people walk into your house, like, that's a big deal. Like, are you welcoming them? Are, is there a smile on your face? Like, are yeah. you that hospitable person? So, it's something to consider. I, I think
1: we you also, kind of alongside hospitality, is flexibility yeah. and kind of holding your expectations loosely. You gotta be willing to let some things go that maybe you had envisioned happening. Yeah. Or in a timeline that you envision happening, and that timeline's got to go out the window. Your schedule's got to be flexible. You got to have margin, right? Come on. Like, yep. if every single day is booked with everything, you don't have room for new people. And that's not a healthy place to be in. On the flip side, if you have too many barriers and you don't allow anyone to penetrate them, then you'll never be truly on mission for the people that, that Jesus is bringing into your life. So it's a fine balance. and honestly some weeks might be a lot more packed than other weeks and you know you might have meals or host people like four or five six times in a week and then the next week it's like once or twice and that's okay you know hold your expectations loosely and like ebb and flow with right. the lives of people like it's about the people it's not about your schedule or what your calendar looks adaptability
0: like. is a big deal um and then True, like, for for many of us that are coming out of, like, the traditional church space or the, Mm -hmm. you know, prevailing model or predominant model, whatever you want to call it, like, it's like you got to release that it's not going to look like that. And at the same time that Jesus still calls this church, right? Yeah. Right? And and that's why we um, uh, landed on our irreducible minimums, like, right? That's the only way that we call a church church is if they meet these irreducible minimums that we see in the early church worship. Community, mission, and leadership development. If you guys have that, something of that semblance, call it something else. You probably use some other words wherever you're listening from, but like the Holy Spirit is there. Two or three are present. Mm. You know, you guys are on mission. When I think about simple churches too, I think about simple churches that um, are existing, right? Not just, uh, uh, you know, there's like two main cat- categories essentially, right? Geographical simple churches and Simple churches that exist, like network of relationships. So, our friends in Kansas City say neighborhoods and network of relationships, right? Um, so, talk to me, Scott. I mean, what what have you seen so far uh, along these lines, you know, that's working? And maybe what do you even want to explore yeah. yourself? Through?
1: I think that, like, our uh, simple church in Marysville, yep. Sunday dinner crew, that Sunday dinner crew is by and large. Geographical, it is Marysville people in a general neighborhood, but it's also because of network of relationships. Your kids literally all go to the same school, right? And so it, the kids really tied a lot of it together, uh, camps and school and different stuff and football and and so that is both geographical and network of relationships. Right. So I do think there is a both and for all civil churches that it will start, but it does start from a place of either geography or of network of relationships. And so like here in Everett, and and we're trying to get some stuff off the ground here that I believe will be done out of a place of geography by people in Everett, for people in Everett. However, it'll be prioritized by network of relationships, by the people we have come to know and who want to be with us, that want to walk with us, that want to spend time with us. And so it's, Maybe started with geography, but it is uh, kind of developed into a network of relationships. People coming
0: together, and I think I think that's true. Like you, you might start with geography, and then it becomes a network of relationships. And you might start with a network of relationships, and then all of a sudden, you're all hanging out. You're 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 and you're all super out, local, like, yeah. yeah. Finding a way to connect once a week, twice a week, that kind of. Thing you think about uh network or relationship also, you know the churchy word for that is affinity groups right like figuring out like you're reaching you know one of the things that brian sanders from the tampa underground talks about is like the moment that you start a simple church outside of starting with mission first like obviously the love of jesus first and then mission like that that church is probably not going to make it right because yeah. mission mission needs to be at the core of what this so identifying who are you trying to reach and who so are you to? hikers whether it's bikers whether it's you know if you're Fishers. a 10 year old kid you know school age kids like that are your peers uh if you are yeah you said fishermen um you know part of our work is um Guys, you get, play basketball with? Yep. You know? Yep. We have a we have actually a basketball church that's actually starting in North Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an affinity group. I think he's actually going to be more like basketball and pickleball, but he wants to be include in, include the ladies in that. Um, but yeah, so that might be an affinity group there, and then you might just say, "Hey, I think Jesus is calling us to reach our neighborhood, right?" And yeah. then and then you got that um, going on as well. So I think
1: I think part of that whole thing whether it's a network of relationships, geography, goes back to holding your expectations loosely. Like You can't be so locked into it has to be looking this way at all times. You have to be willing for it to change. So hold your expectations yeah.
0: loosely. I love the holding expectations loose. At the same time, I think living intention is good, right? Like, yeah. like living intentionally, intention like saying, hey, and knowing who Jesus is calling you to. And so, and that doing that prayerfully you know and 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 finding other people that are called to the same thing i think that that is um to i think
1: important. i think the pull could easily be towards you, know, you start something and it needs to multiply very quickly very fast and you can read a lot of dmm stuff which is disciple making movements you can read some stuff globally that might really fire you up for a quick multiplicative Disciple making movement, church planting movement, and the reality is that our context doesn't move that quick. Like it, it's it's slower, um, and so as we as we're talking about expectations, what are some reasonable expectations? What are maybe unreasonable expectations that
0: we should consider? I think when you think about like expectations in this context, I think you need to just focus on what you can control. <laughs> Right, and a lot of times that's barely us. Right, like, cause, you know, one of the fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, right? Hmm. You know, it's like, and that's barely us. A lot of times, can we keep it real? You know, like, yeah. like the closer you walk with the Spirit, the more of that you have. But starting this walk with the Lord and kind of like 20 years in, 20 plus, you know, and like that I've been sincerely following Jesus now, and relinquishing control, I think, is important, right? And so you're saying, hey, Jesus, like, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, you know, um, that's going to be important. And that includes surrendering timelines, right? Now, that doesn't mean that we don't look at metrics, right? Uh, we have an interview coming up with a brother, Steve Pikes, is figuring out. So what are the new metrics, right? In the traditional church, you're thinking about nickels and noses, right? How much money's coming into the church? How many butts are in the seats? Other way to say that is butts and bucks. Right here, you're you're measuring things a little bit differently. You're saying, hey, uh, you know, like, how many people are on this discipleship pathway? That's a conversation that we've had in the past, right? How many people are moving towards baptism, right? Like, still, it's, it's still a metric, but it's not a thing. It's like, how many people are we actively engaging, right? And are they having an actual... Positive. um, How how
1: many new people came to our party?
0: Right. Like positive engagement, right? And then are are we doing due diligence to follow up with them? But like what we can control, right? But spirituality like moves at the pace of Jesus, at the pace of the Holy Spirit. Like their walk on, you know, with the Lord is going to walk on. So surrendering that, like they have Mm -hmm. to, you know, move along this continuum. You know, they're discipled by the end of year two you know now they have to go like no right like they're gonna be discipled all along the way in fact even before they cross the threshold of faith and discipleship
1: yeah um, you don't ever you don't ever reach a point of full disciple like that's not a thing but also some people
0: move quicker some people move
1: slower right yeah
0: and it's like they're you know like how responsive they are to the spirit talk about slow growth right um you Know crock pot versus microwave spirituality. I think a lot of times I think that God is this, you know, ATM God. You put your card in, you get the money out, or you, you know, put money in, and then, you know, it's a vending machine. You know, it's like, hey, I want patience. Hey, I, all I got to do is like tithe, I go to church, I got to do this thing, then patience going to come out. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how it works, right? It takes time. Um, And, and even then, like, you know, like spirituality that is.
1: Deep is slow mm. honestly, so
0: um, yeah, if you're the kind of person that needs to see results right away, you know, like maybe hang out with someone that's been walking with the Lord a little longer and, and nine times out of ten those- people are gonna say like most of the spirituality is slow, with mm. the
1: lord so so as we're as we're talking about like the everyday person, um you know that that person might be uh. Someone with a full-time job might be someone who works part-time and bi-vocational, or uh, could have kids, and is, is it a, a parenting stage? Could be an empty nesting stage, or could be single. or new th- There's a lot of, um, a lot Four
0: of stages. life life stages yep. that you
1: could be in. But what kind of commitment should people expect? As far as like, how much time does yeah. this take every week? Like I got a lot of things on my plate, and what do I? What should I be expecting? That's a good question.
0: Yeah, and I think that's gonna look uh, different, uh, you know, depending on your commitment. Like, are you the host? Are you the leader? Is the host the same as leader? You know, and then you, do you rotate hosting? Yeah, you know, like that's that's what it's gonna depend. And then like, are you doing like separate Bible studies outside of the one time? Because a lot of people. That I've met that are in this space have their hands in at least two groups, sometimes three, right? Um, and and you have your hand in two groups, mm-hmm. you know. for the, For the longest, I had my line. hand in three, right? Um, and uh, sometimes it's one that you're starting, one that is going, uh, and then maybe one that's dying, right? Like or or like one that is starting that you're starting up. And then two that are going, so maybe one that you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Also, it doesn't necessarily need to be dying, but maybe one that you've already planted and then the Lord, it, yeah. yeah, you're you're passing it off to other leadership. So I think it depends. I think you could, you know, easily between five hours, you know, um, but what you don't need is a lot, a lot, especially the way that we run these things, like you don't need a lot, a lot of setup. But hosting is gonna take some time. You're gonna want to clean your house, right? Um you Uhlter also prep. said it. Yeah, he said he said like you don't want it to be super clean that people don't want to touch anything, but you want it to look like you're expecting folks, right? And so, and so you're you're gonna want to clean your house. You're gonna want to do a little bit of meal prep. You want to maybe pray, <laughs> maybe you know. Yeah, like, that's a good suggestion. Like before your before your neighbors come, you know, uh, gather the kids and kind of give them the the rundown of the evening, and and it's gonna take some time. And then you're actually going to have your gathering, which is probably going to be between two and three hours, right? Because you're going to eat. That's probably going to take an hour. You're probably going to do whatever content that you're going to do. It's going to take 45 minutes, maybe, uh, to an hour. Uh, And then you're going to hang out. Like, because it's not your normal kind of church. Like, at least that's what it looks like for many of us. And then, but every, again, every simple church is going to look a little bit different. But I would say plan on the commitment being at least five hours, and depending on, you know, your level, of, like some of the people in the simple church collective, run their simple churches, and then our monthly rhythms are like we have equipping gatherings. So if they want to get better at what they're doing, right, you join an equipping gathering, right, and that's what we're asking for mm-hmm. all of our future simple church planters. It's like, hey, come to at least fifty percent of our uh equipping gathering, you know, like because you want to stay connected to the yeah. whole, right? And it's like, hey, you're you're not a, you're not out there, you're not a lone ranger, you know. So I would say, and then an equipping gathering is probably going an hour and a half, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, so, budget a couple hours.
0: You know, so so I would say between five and ten hours. Um, but you're on mission with Jesus. It's like the most exciting thing that there is out there because you're living out the life that God's created. You were yeah. created. Whoever you are listening to this, you were created to reach a, a, a specific sector of the population. Jesus created you with all of your desires. He created you with all of your, even limps, right? Like everyone walks with a limp. Like he created you with your, whatever proclivities you have to reach a specific group of people. And so when you are reaching those people, and part of our job and part of the job of the church is to help you discern what that is and then to send you to go ahead and go do that. Is and you know, it's like and and then you're leaning into that. You're you're never you've never felt more alive. Mm. Right? And so it's not like, "Oh, do I got to give 5 to 10 hours? Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to do this because I'm the most alive I've ever been." Yeah. I would
1: and we can kind of Begin to wrap up the episode here in a second, but I would add on to, to all of that with your expectations. Man, we're under the lordship of Jesus, our life is Jesus's. We, we give everything to Him and we give our expectations to Him, we give our schedule and our checkbook. Who uses a checkbook? Is our Venmo like we give all of it is given to Jesus and be that so, Cash App. <laughs> what, what i'm trying to say is that if it's daunting to say "Man, i gotta commit to this thing this thing it's, you know it's two evenings it's three times a week our life is committed to and if we're in community with others giving our time and trying to do this thing well it shouldn't feel like this big burden on our life it should bring us joy. It should be a fun thing. It should be a, a source of celebration. Yeah, there's some work to it, preparation to it, but we're under the Lordship. It's not something we got to continually come back to. And Luis and I speak out of this, not as these guys are, are doing this and, and nothing else, but we have our hands in other things. We're working other jobs too, and we, we know the weight that it can take. And, and so but coming back to the lordship of jesus yeah and we get to do this
0: right like that's a different
1: yeah we way. want to we get to like, it's
0: exciting and we talk about co-vocational or bivocational work. you get to do that i get to do that. um and not always perfectly right we talk about this idea of like imperfectly but faithful so what does it look like to serve the lord Hey, guys we are so excited that you are joining us for season three so glad that you're here with us man i can't wait for you guys to hear all the content uh scott it's going to be in a minute
1: thanks for listening to the episode if you'd like to support us more check out our podcast on patreon at patreon.com slash keeping it simple podcast if not we'd love your support through subscribing sharing episodes and liking and reviewing the podcast thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come